Welcome to Star Wars in 10. Now hit the intro. What well do you have? You are now tuned in to a Star Wars show, so just sit back and ready to flow. Clear your mind of what you know, and let the force be the course of where we go. As we take this journey far, far away, now let's hear what Darth Vader has to say. We would be honored if you would join us. What's going on, Far, Far Away family? How is everyone doing today? I hope everything is going great on your side of the galaxy. Nothing all that new out here on the Outer Rim, and I'm not going to spoil anything about the Book of Boba Fett. I will wait till Friday to talk about the show then. That way, anyone that hasn't seen it can get all caught up. And if you didn't get a chance to join in on LSR last night, I still want to know your thoughts. Just hit me up on one of our social medias or email me at sway.audio at gmail.com. Now let's get back to Dynasty of Evil, because this story keeps getting better and better. But there is a lot of new characters being introduced. In the last part, we were introduced to Sarah, Caleb's daughter. Well, let me rephrase that. We were reintroduced to her because we first met her in Path of Destruction. Now she's all grown up and a princess of Dome, which is a big shift from being a healer's daughter. So let's jump back into the story and find out what happens next. A soft knock at the door interrupted her train of thought. Come in, she called out knowing only one person could be at the door of her private chambers this early in the morning. Her personal bodyguard, Lucia, entered the room. At first glance, the soldier was unremarkable, a fit, dark-skinned woman in her early forties with short, curly black hair. But beneath the fabric of her Royal Guard uniform, it was possible to catch glimpses of hard, well-defined muscles. And there was an intensity in her eyes that warned she was not someone to be taken lightly. Sarah knew that Lucia had fought during the New Sith Wars 20 years ago. A sniper in the famed Gloomwalkers unit, she had actually served on the side of the Brotherhood of Darkness, the army that fought against the Republic. But as Kaleeb had explained to his daughter on many occasions, the soldiers who served in the conflict were far different from their Sith masters. The Sith and Jedi were fighting an eternal war over philosophical ideals, a war her father had wanted no part of. For the average soldiers who made up the bulk of the armies, however, the war was about something else. Those who rallied to the Sith cause, men and women like Lucia, did so out of the belief that the Republic had turned its back on them. Disenfranchised by the Galactic Senate, they had fought a war to free themselves from what they saw as the tyrannical rule of the Republic. They were ordinary people who became victims of forces beyond their control expandable pawns to be slaughtered in battles waged by those who believed themselves to be great and powerful. How did you sleep? Lucia asked, stepping into the room and shutting the door behind her to ensure their privacy. Not well, Sarah admitted. There had been no point in lying to the woman who had been her near-constant companion for the past seven years. Lucia would see right through it. The nightmares again? The princess nodded but didn't say any more. She had never revealed the content of her nightmares or her true identity to Lucia, and the older woman respected her enough not to ask about it. They both had dark times in their past that they preferred not to talk about. It was one of the things that had drawn them together. The king wishes to speak with you, Lucia informed her. For the king to send for her so early, it had to be important news. What does he want? I think it has something to do with the terrorists who killed your husband. Her bodyguard replied, picking up a delicate black veil from its stand in the corner of the room. Sarah's heart jumped, and her fingers fumbled over the last button on her top. Then she regained control of her emotions and stood perfectly still as the older woman placed the veil atop her head. According to Doan custom, Sarah was required to wear the mourning shroud for a full year following her husband's death, or 
until her beloved was avenged. Lucia moved with practiced precision, quickly tying up Sarah's long black hair and pinning it in place under the veil. The soldier was only average height, slightly shorter than her mistress, so Sarah bent slightly to accommodate her. You're a princess, Lucia chided her. Stand up straight. Sarah couldn't help but smile. Over the past seven years, Lucia had become like the mother she'd never had, assuming her mother had served as a sniper with the fabled Gloomwalkers during the Sith Wars. Lucia finished adjusting the veil and stepped back to give her charge one final inspection. Stunning, as always, she pronounced. Escorted by her bodyguard, Sarah made her way through the palace to the throne room, where the king was waiting for them. We love bringing you more Star Wars, and it is because of our partners that we can do this week after week. So we invite you to be one of those partners. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help us keep this going. Your support will give us the ability to create future episodes, as well as provide you with the best sounding show on your playlist. All you have to do is go to the show notes and click that listener support link. Now let's get back to the show. As they marched down the castle halls, Lucia fell into her customary position, one step behind and to the left of the princess. Because most people were right-handed, being on Sarah's left side gave her the best chance to interpose her own body between a blade or a blaster fired by a would-be assassin approaching from head-on. Not that there was much chance of anyone attempting anything here in the walls of the royal manse. But Lucia was always ready and willing to give her life for the sake of her charge. With the collapse of the Brotherhood of Darkness two decades ago, Lucia, like many of her comrades who had served in the Sith armies, had become a prisoner of war. For six months, she had been incarcerated on a work planet, welding and repairing ships until the Senate granted a universal pardon to all those who had served in the rank and file of the Brotherhood's armies. Over the next 13 years, Lucia had worked as a hired bodyguard, a freelance mercenary, and finally, a bounty hunter. That was how she had first met Sarah and how she had earned the long, angry scar that ran from her navel all the way up to her ribcage. She had been tracking down Salto Zendar, one of four Mirian brothers who had come up with a short-sighted plan to kidnap a high-ranking Mune official from the intergalactic banking clan head office and hold him for ransom. The miserably ill-fated venture had resulted in two of the brothers being killed by security forces when they tried to break into the IBC offices on Minolinst. A third was captured alive, while the fourth, Salto, managed to escape, despite being critically wounded by security forces. The reward put out for his capture by the IBC was big enough to attract bounty hunters from as far away as the Midrim, and Lucia had been no exception. Using contacts from her days in the Gloomwalkers, she tracked Salto to a hospital on the nearby world of Bandamir, where he was being treated for his wounds. However, when Lucia tried to take him into custody, a young human working at the hospital as a healer had stepped between her and her quarry. Despite the arsenal of weapons on Lucia's back, the tall, dark-haired woman had refused to back down, claiming she wouldn't let the patient be moved while he was still in critical condition. The healer had shown no fear, even when Lucia had drawn her blaster and ordered her to step aside. She had simply shook her head and held her ground. It might have ended right there. Lucia wasn't willing to shoot an innocent woman just to collect the price on Santo's head. Unfortunately, she wasn't the only bounty hunter at the hospital that day. 
Now this part starts off with Sarah preparing to go before the king. Her personal bodyguard, Lucia, has come to get her for the king. Lucia was once one of the Gloomwalkers, the same Sith platoon that Bane used to belong to before his transformation into a Dark Lord of the Sith. So another character from Path of Destruction is reintroduced. All these old characters got me wondering where the story is going. But Sarah knew that Lucia used to serve the Sith. Now her father had explained to her that the soldiers were in it for a different reason than the Sith Masters. They were there because they felt like the Republic had wronged them, and they were not responsible for the actions of the Sith. They were just following orders. But for the last seven years, Lochia had served Sarah. She had become like the mother Sarah never had. Then it jumps to what had happened to Lochia after the war. She was captured and became a prisoner of war. For six months, she served in a prison colony, then was granted amnesty by the Republic. For the next 13 years, Lochia served as a hired gun, security, mercenary, and even bounty hunting. That is how her and Sarah met. She was going after a bounty that happened to be her and in a hospital that Sarah worked at. But Sarah would not let her take the man. He was in critical condition and would die if he left the hospital. Even after Lachia pulled a blaster on Sarah, Sarah would not back down. It sounds like she's a little bit more like her father than she knows. But Lachia wasn't going to shoot an innocent person just to collect a bounty. But she wasn't the only bounty hunter in the hospital that day. And that's where the part comes to an end. But I am still wondering why all these past people are showing up. Where is the author taking us in this story? I guess you'll have to tune in tomorrow if you want to find out any more about this story. We hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Intent. Tune in next time for more Star Wars adventures. If you would like to listen to other episodes of the show, you can follow us on all major podcast directories. If you enjoyed the show, we would really appreciate a five-star review. Once again, thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you. Star Wars in 10 was created by Kenai Shed and is distributed by Swaycast Network. This show was produced by Pigfield Media, sound designed by Theodore Thompson, researched by Leslie Schneider. I am your host, Kyle, and we will see you next time in a galaxy far, far away.